Creativity is a lot of using what's out there and combining things in new and interesting ways. Being able to take your knowledge and make connections. Welcome to Beyond the Fourth Wall. In this podcast, we're investigating how the skills we cultivate as theater artists transfer beyond our industry. I'm Lindy. And I'm Joseph. Each week, I'll be chatting with creatives from many different industries. And every couple of episodes, I'll hop in with Lindy for a conversation connecting the dots and applying what we learn to our everyday lives. We're so glad you're here. Now get ready to go Beyond the Fourth Wall. Hey y'all, it's Joseph, bringing you a brand spanking new bonus episode of Beyond the Fourth Wall. And this time, we're bringing back a conversation with none other than, drumroll, myself. This episode is a time capsule of creative stepping stones I've taken along the way, including writing a play at eight years old, illustrating a children's book, and being obsessed with Christmas music videos. Enjoy this bonus look back at Creative Conversations with yours truly. Well, Joseph writes in... Welcome to Creative Conversations. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> well, this this feels a little a little silly almost because you're always on Creative Conversations. <laughs> People may not see your face or hear your voice, but you are always here because we're doing this podcast together. You just happen to handle a lot of the behind the scenes part of it. So I'm so thrilled to have you here where everyone can see your face and hear your voice. I know. It's really fun. I'm on the flip side of things. <laughs> We're coming down to the end of our sort of first season here of this podcast. And doing a podcast with the Lex has been something you and I have been talking about for what seems like forever. And it's finally happened. It's finally here. We did it. And I wanted to kind of celebrate with a session with just the two of us so we could kind of talk about what it's been like and why we wanted to do this and about your journey. Does that sound good to you? Sounds fantastic. In case the folks out there listening and watching may not know all the details of the amazingness of Joseph Wrightson, uh, you might know him from our productions. He's done many shows as an actor at the Lexington Theater Company, Legally Blonde, Music Man, Newsies, Songs for New World, Sondheim on Sondheim. So you've seen him on stage a lot. But what people may not know is what a role you play on our team as our creative media designer. So the show art that you have created for the 2019 season and the 2020 season, all of the incredible video work that you've done for us. You're an incredible educator as well. You've been teaching for our creative at home classes. We feel so lucky to have you with us on our team. You kind of do it all. It's pretty amazing. So why don't you tell everyone how you got started in the arts and how you developed your love, not only of being on stage, but also your work as an illustrator and all the things you like to do that are creative. Well, I always just love to be involved in as many things as I possibly could. 
And I guess I'm trying to think of like my origin story, <laughs> like a superhero. But I think the first time that I really started doing arts related things was in elementary school. We were learning about monarch butterflies and I decided that I needed to write a play called The Three Little Monarchs and the Big Bad Hawk. Which um, then we had uh, somebody from the Lexington Children's Theater come and help our class with adjusting the script a little bit. We made costumes for everybody. We put on this whole production for the school. So that was the first time that one of my projects actually came to life, which was incredible. And then I got to go to the School for the Creative and Performing Arts in Lexington, which was such a fantastic place because they nurture every child's creative ability and their want to try as many things as possible. So there I got to be in the band. I got to do musicals with them. I got to do all sorts of amazing things. And it just made me want to tell stories in the arts. It, I just loved every chance to participate, to contribute. And I always wanted to tell stories. And so when I was younger, I would make like little videos. I would write musicals and things. Um, my first musical, Peter Moose Pan. It's Peter Pan, but told by Moose. <laughs> Has not been produced yet. I love it. <laughs> but there is a video. <laughs> so. perhaps, com perhaps coming soon at the Lex. Yes. <laughs> but I just always loved doing things like that. I was the, in my neighborhood, I was the videographer. I made all the neighborhood videos with all the neighborhood kids, I would have them all play the different parts and we would do all sorts of movies and I have 20 DVDs of all of our movies that we made in the neighborhood. I always loved projects. I always loved trying new things. And so as I got a little older, I wanted to try even more crazy projects. So I've, if I want to do a claymation, I'll check out a library book on how to do a claymation. And it's really exciting for me to try new things to to look at something cool that's being done and say, ah, oh, I think I can give that a stab. <laughs> yes. Well, I know the way that I found out about your video creativity was through the Rights and Family Christmas <laughs> videos. Tell everyone about this tradition because I think it's just fantastic and I think more people need to know about it. It really happened sort of out of the blue, I think maybe eight years ago. I was just sitting around on Christmas break and I was like, I think we need to do a music video. <laughs> this needs to happen. So I just sat down and started writing a song and then presented it to my family. And I was like, okay, now we're going to have to record. We're going to have to do a music video that goes along with this. It got a huge response because it was completely unexpected. Nobody really knew that we were going to produce this music video it became a goal every single year that we would produce a Christmas video. And each time we do a video, we try to do a new music genre. So we've done bluegrass, we've done 80s pop ballads, we've done like a uptown funk Bruno Mars style, we've done old time jazz. So that's been fun. We always try to take a new spin on our video. So that's where we've done a little bit of claymation. We've done all sorts of things. And as it's evolved, each year we're like, we're raising the bar too high, but we've got to beat it. So what started off as software instruments and just playing around on GarageBand has now become like full community 
inclusion of I've got to have a live pianist. I've got to have real <laughs> musicians play for this. I've got to feature Lindy Franklin Smith tap dancing. I've got to, <laughs> we got to raise the bar each year. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I wanted to bring up specifically the rights and family Christmas video because I think it's a perfect inspiration for creative at home. Basically, your family puts it together. It stars your family and it's done in your home and it's beyond creative. So I'm hoping this will be maybe an inspiration for folks to just, was there anybody in your family that was like, I don't know, or is your whole family just kind of game for being a show-stopping creative family? So how it usually works is my mom and dad and sister and I, we will go really hardcore on the brainstorming. And, and my other two siblings, they are usually a little hesitant at first. And then by the time we post it on Christmas, they're like, okay, that was cool. <laughs> We've talked a lot in this Creative Conversations series about collaborating. And most of the time we're talking about professional collaborations, you know, career stuff. But now we're talking about a family collaboration. And I'm sure there's probably, just like with any collaboration, there's probably ups and downs, maybe with some little spats along the way, I would bet. Throughout the ups and downs, what is it like at the end, once you have the finished product and you've all played a part in it? Well, I think that's the most amazing part because I think when people watch something like that, they're like, oh, who's behind this? Who Who is the the mastermind? And it's really nice to say, we've all worked together in any collaborative process, whether it's with your family or not. It's really fun to see what other people come up with and bouncing ideas back and forth, having everybody's minds come together, you're going to come up with something way better than what one person could have done. So the end product is just something you're super proud of. It's always a blast. I want to also talk about your illustrating and your children's book that you wrote with Kelsey Rose Brown. She's one of our Lex alums. She was one of our production interns on Legally Blonde. So not a stranger to the Lex, but you guys collaborated on a really beautiful children's book. I happen to have a copy of it. My children love it called Come on Calm. So tell us a little bit about the book and about that process with Kelsey. I never imagined that I was going to be able to illustrate a children's book. Kelsey is such, she's a great friend and she is really inspired by access in specifically the arts. So she came up with this idea of creating a children's book that gives kids techniques to calm down, different strategies if they're anxious or stressed out or excited in different situations. She wanted to put a really playful spin on it, make it an adventure so it's something that is really accessible for kids. And one thing that I'm most proud about that book is that she set out from the beginning to make it not only about representing kids from all sorts of different backgrounds, different races, different cultures, but also making sure that we represent in the book kids with different disabilities because we have found that so often in children's literature, there's just not much representation. Getting to be a part of that in the illustrative side, that was where a lot of that came through. That was really pretty amazing. It is super incredible. Like I said, my kids love that book. We have a favorite bedtime story shelf in their bedrooms and Come On Calm is right in the front. 
we love it so much. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, you talked about doing musicals and, and playing in the band. We haven't even talked about that you play musical instruments. I want to stay with the illustrating for a second. So when did you start to cultivate that side of you? When did you start drawing and did you take formal classes or was it just sort of, it just came naturally to you? When I went to SCAPA, I started off as a creative writing major. I was always coming up with stories, but then I just wanted to start illustrating and drawing little characters that went along with my stories. And I ended up switching my major to visual arts. So I did uh, go from seventh grade all the way through high school as a visual arts major taking art classes. I just loved drawing. And I, especially with design work, I came up with this goal that I wanted to design a t-shirt that everybody in the world wore. <laughs> that was the bar that I set for myself. I'm still working towards it. But because of that, I just kept on reaching out to more people, doing designs for all of the plays in high school, doing designs for like our prom t-shirt and things, and then carrying that through to University of Kentucky. And maybe one day there will be a shirt that everybody wears. <laughs> Designed by Joseph Wrightson. I want one, so make sure I'm on the order list. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I also want to talk just briefly, one of our previous guests here on Creative Conversations was Squigs, Justin Robertson, who you got the chance to work with in our production of The Music Man. Was he the inspiration when you started doing some of your cast drawings for the Lex, or had you happened upon that idea earlier? Oh no, Squigs was definitely an inspiration. For a while, I didn't realize how much personal creations could make an impact on other people. And I had spent a lot of time cultivating, you know, my interests, but my eyes were really opened by these artists and mentors that really set out to just bring joy to other people. Squigs is a perfect example of that because in all of his artwork, his idea is to promote, to advocate, to bring joy to a cast, to commemorate. And I just thought that's a, a great vehicle for his art. So he drew a cast drawing of our Music Man cast at the Lex. And it was so much fun. Everybody in the cast was pointing out who they were. There was smiles all around when everybody got that drawing. And so I thought I wanted to do the same thing. Elizabeth McGuire, actually, who has been in so many Lex shows, texted me during a chorus line, which was one of the shows that I got to be in the audience for, which was amazing. She was like, you need to do a cast drawing of a chorus line. And so the, the weekend that the show was up, I was like, okay, I'm trying to draw everybody. And then I just pulled up backstage, went inside the stage door, put the sketches down without really saying anything, and then left and <laughs> went and saw the show. It meant so much. I have every copy, every show that you've drawn, I have my, my personal copy, which I love. And one of my favorites that you've done was Songs for a New World. And that was our first off-season show in a different space. We were out at Equus Run Vineyard. So different experience, smaller cast. We had four actors and we had five musicians. And 
what blew everyone away was when you did the cast drawing and the band was so overjoyed to be in the drawing. And I loved it so much because so many times when we're in our main stage productions, the band is in the orchestra pit. And for this version, they were part of the show right you know, up there with us. I remember Casey DiMattina, our drummer, just was so excited to be in the illustration. So I feel like you're so right that it's about connecting and it's a gift. And that certainly was a gift to that whole company, especially to those brilliant musicians. So thank you for doing those. We love them. We treasure them at the Lex. We got a gallery. I mean, that was the best thing to do that drawing for Songs for a New World and have such a positive response because, I mean, they're so valuable. The musicians, they made that show. Absolutely. Let's shift gears a little bit and just talk about some of the themes that we've been exploring in all of these creative conversations. Kind of the reason you and I have been talking about doing a podcast like this for so long because we want to share these ideas and get the conversation going. We're talking a lot about the word creative, creativity, create. What does it mean to you? It's so hard to like distill it. Luckily, I've been able to see how all these amazing artists come with their own definition of creativity. I feel like creativity is a lot of using what's out there and combining things in new and interesting ways. Being able to take your knowledge and make connections where there weren't connections before. There are so many opportunities to explore with with everything that you've done. That's partly why I love to just dip my toe in as many things as possible because you never know how that's going to influence whatever you're doing. If I wasn't a saxophone player at the University of Kentucky, I might not have been able to make a connection here or there. Creativity is looking back at your experiences and, and connecting things that you didn't think could be connected before. I agree wholeheartedly with that definition. And I feel the same way. I feel like we're so lucky because we're getting to sit in on these conversations with so many different people and hear all of these different perspectives about what it means. And I think you're right. I think it's hard to put an exact definition on it because it can mean so many different things. I love the idea when we were chatting with Ben and Andrew, my kids, about using what you have to make something that you want. I think that speaks to what you were just saying. It's like pulling from all the different experiences and all the different resources and whatever you happen to have in front of you and then making something new, combining all of those ideas. I loved what Squig said about thinking of creating and creativity as a filter and a reflection of, you know, what what we've seen and what, how we're reacting to the world and then making something new to bring joy or to contribute in some way. I think that is just so, so powerful. And I love the idea of the connecting of the dots. Another thing you and I have talked about, one thing that I love that Ben's teacher at the Lexington Latin School created for them was this idea of connection points. You and I have talked about connection points. We love this idea of crisscrossing different subjects in school or different mediums and finding the common threads and then using that to help create a new idea. I just think it's so important that we practice it, that we practice how we connect the dots and not being afraid to 
try something new and make something new and putting ourselves out there. We haven't even talked about this, but you're also an arts educator as the music teacher at Brenda Cowan Elementary School, which has an arts focus. Let's talk about how important creative focus is in terms of how we're enriching children, whether they're your kids or they're your students. Ben has been the greatest teacher for me (laughs) with his connection points and just watching and seeing how kids learn. I mean, they're making connections every single day because as they have new experiences, they haven't had any preconceived notions about what that experience is going to be. They're constantly trying to figure out how they're going to approach. Okay, this teacher is asking me to play ukulele. What do I know (laughs) that relates to this at all? And so I think in that way, kids are a clean slate, providing them the opportunity and giving them the challenge to make connections is just going to help them be better creative thinkers in the future. It's easy to make school about each classroom and we are going to do math in this classroom and we're going to do music in this classroom and we're going to do art in this classroom, making strong connections and saying what you're doing in music right now, you can also do in art. What you're expressing in this class, you can also express in this way. And giving kids just the chance to see how what they're doing connects to so many other things, it empowers them to make that connection on their own. You set an example of saying you can connect this to anything you want, and then they can then go forward and say, hey, I can think creatively about this. There's no limits to how I can solve this problem. Having an arts focus at the school, we have five amazing arts educators that are very passionate about that, that have really done a fantastic job in setting up their curriculum. So it becomes so much more fun on my part because even though we're a music class, we do art all the time. We dance all the time. We're constantly doing drama activities. We always incorporate children's literature. That just is a great way for kids to say it really is connected. We're, we're doing everything in this class. Maybe music is the primary focus. I think it creates stronger artists. Absolutely. And I'm so interested in making sure that everybody out there feels connected to their creative side. Whether you think of yourself as an artist or not, we all have an innate ability to create. I think it can get lost along the way as we grow up and become serious adults. Having the opportunity to play and to access that creative side as an adult is so important. And I feel like that foundation that we lay for our kids as they become adults, it's going to be so important across whatever industry they decide to become a part of. Because if they can critically think and contribute creatively to whatever problems they're solving, it's going to make whatever industry they're in that much stronger. I think it's so key and so important, not just to the world of the arts. Like you said, it's not like it's we're our own genre. It's not, well, if you're not in the arts, you're not going to be creative. I feel like we've got to start encouraging everybody to find that creativity, no matter if you're an artist by trade or not. Life is connection. So if you're a creative thinker, I mean, you're, you're making connections with people that you never thought that you're going to make connections with. I've really loved collaborating with you on the Lex's mission for education as we're moving forward, because I think 
everything that the Lex stands for and empowering kids to be creative contributors. I think giving them the tools all across all arts areas, I, I just think it's fantastic. Well, I love collaborating with you too. I'm so excited for everything that the future holds with these new education initiatives that we're starting here at the Lex. I hope that our work inspires everyone not just to be creative for the sake of being creative, but also to be creative for the sake of contributing. Just like you were saying, I think it is about connection and it is about contribution. And whether that is in a small way of just making a card for a friend or writing a beautiful letter for someone, or if it's in a really grand way, I think it's such an important way for us to connect as humans and to share. I'm really excited about all of the, the new initiatives that we have going on here at the Lex, and I can't thank you enough for all you bring to our team and all you bring to the work that we're doing here, Joseph. Well, it's an absolute blast. Well, this conversation has been an absolute blast. I feel like there's going to be more to come. I feel like Creative Conversations has been such an incredible journey, and I'm not ready to be done having these conversations with you and with these exciting creatives. Me either. I am learning so much every single day. It's It's been fantastic. Me too. Well, I think, you know, you and I will, will have to hop off this conversation and start brainstorming for what's coming next in the podcasting world for the Lex, but listeners... If you've enjoyed this, don't worry, it's not over yet. More to come from Lindy and Joseph and the Lexington Theater Company. And until then, we hope you're staying safe, staying positive, and staying creative. I hope you enjoyed our look back at my episode of Creative Conversations definitely peaked at the three little monarchs in the big bad hawk and i'm so thrilled to be looking forward with the lex we'll be back soon with more beyond the fourth wall to find out more about the lexington theater company visit our website lexingtontheatercompany.org and follow us on social media at the lex theater co